everyone, welcome to Shalanda Says, where we answer questions on all sorts of topics ranging from relationships to career growth. Join us as we answer listener questions and interview various experts in their field. Want a question answered? Send it to Shalanda at TuxWilderGuidance.com. That's Shalanda at TuxWilderGuidance.com. Now here's your hostess and proclaimed queen of time management and goal setting, Shalanda. Today we have prolific author Cynthia McGregor. She has over 100 books published. She's also a freelance writer and editor. She does ghostwriting books for clients. She writes business materials. She edits books for both authors and publishers and more. She has had 11 plays produced. She hosts two podcasts and is the former host of two TV shows that were broadcast in South Florida, where she makes her home. She describes herself as the happiest woman you'll meet and says there's no one in the world I'd want to trade lives with. She hopes you'll visit her website at CynthiaMcGregor.com, which is spelled C-Y-N-T-H-I-A-M-A-C-G-R-E-G-O-R, CynthiaMcGregor.com. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. So what we're going to do is just dive right into our first five questions. These are questions that all guests are asked. The first five, your first question is, what drew you to this career or area? Well, uh, actually, I've been writing ever since I was old enough to spell C-A-T. I originally, as a child, my ambition was to be an actress, but I had misdiagnosed Tourette syndrome. Mm. And um, I didn't know what it was. The doctor didn't know what it was. But I twitched and I made noises. And um, in high school, in my junior year, I tried out for the play and uh, lost out the lead to my rival. And the... uh, faculty advisor to the to the show to the play uh broke with tradition they never there was never any explanation given as to why someone did or didn't get a particular part never Mm -hmm. and he broke with that tradition and took me aside and said look you read best for the part but we just can't take a chance with you doing what it is you do Mm -hmm. in the middle of the show Now, again, I didn't know, nobody knew that it was Tourette's syndrome, but um, I knew that I had a problem. And uh, then and there, I knew that my aspirations of being a Broadway actress weren't going to come to pass because Mm. if I couldn't even get the lead in the high school junior play, Mm. I damn well wasn't going to make it on Broadway. (laughs) Well, my, my second love had always been writing, and mm-hmm. I couldn't be an actress, writer. So um, I had always loved writing. I had always done writing. And so um, I just started writing, or not started. I had been writing ever mm-hmm. since. I had had a play produced in summer camp mm-hmm. when I was like, 
nine or 11 years old. I forget now exactly how old I was, but like nine or 11, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. I, had had a, I had written a play and had it produced in summer camp. So I was writing all along and uh, I just had to substitute that ambition for acting after what mm -hmm. happened in high school. And I've just been writing ever since. Well, I've been writing all along. Mm -hmm. So does that answer your question? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Now tell us what impact you hope to make with your writing. Well, I don't know what impact my books have made, but I hope they've made an impact. Mm -hmm. My books are kind of all over the place. I'm I'm, I don't write on one subject, obviously with over a hundred books to my credit. Mm. I'm clearly not writing on one subject. Mm -hmm. So um, my cookbooks, I hope, inspire people to cook better. My inspirational, mm -hmm. motivational books, I hope, inspire people. Um, my books on divorce and, and, and step parenting, mm. I hope help people in those areas, etc. So mm -hmm. that's um, basically an answer to your question, I hope. Yes, ma'am. Now think about everything you know in regards to this path. In retrospect, what would you do differently, if anything? I don't think I would do anything differently. I'll tell you why. Um, if I had stuck to one subject... I would have a bigger platform, a bigger following mm -hmm. than I do now, which would be a good thing. But on the other hand, I wouldn't have written a hundred, over a hundred books mm -hmm. and my over a hundred books credential makes me uh, more desirable as a writer mm -hmm. when, when people hear, cause I do other writing, as you said, in your introducing me, um, I do freelance ghost writing, business writing, etc. And when people hear that I've had over a hundred books published, it's like, wow, you really must know how to write. Mm -hmm. And that gives me a credential that I wouldn't have if I'd stuck to one subject. Mm -hmm. So in retrospect, mm -hmm. I don't think I'd do anything different. Okay. And as far as being a self-publisher, what trends do you see within that specialty? Well, I'm not basically a self-publisher, but mm -hmm. I see trends. I, I, have, I, I have published a few books with a self-publisher who uh, originally started out as a traditional publisher, mm -hmm. and they still publish me as a traditional publisher they don't charge me for my books so I have had a few books published that kind of straddle the line between self-publishing and traditional publishing okay they're not, they're not I'm not really self-published the mm -hmm. trend that I see is toward self-publishing okay gotten respectable it used to be vanity publishing <laughs> and it used to be that people only self-published if they couldn't get their books published. Mm -hmm. Right. Now people go right to self-publishing without even trying to get traditionally published, 
for a variety of reasons, including but not limited to the fact that with self-publishing, they don't have such a long wait. With traditional publishing, it can be a year or two from when you send the book in to when it sees the light of print. In self-publishing, it goes much faster. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, you, you can get your book out in a matter of just a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people self-publish for that reason having nothing to do with the quality of the book or the fact that the book uh, was rejected at traditional publishers or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Now, I will say there is a lot of garbage being Mm self-published that really don't make the grade, but there's a lot of good stuff being self-published also. It's not all, it's not all garbage by any means. There are some quality books out there that are self-published. And I I see this as a trend uh, going going forward that more and more, they're calling them indie indie authors now, more Mm -hmm. and more indie authors, independent authors, Mm -hmm. uh, more and more indie authors are out there uh, getting their books self-published and doing a good job of it. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the trend that I see toward more and more self-publishing. Okay. And and you brought up a point about people or it was a time when people would self-publish because they were rejected by the traditional publishers. And this is what I have in my mind is that perhaps a lot of people go to self-publishing because they've been rejected or because it just takes so long to get their books on the shelves. And so what would you say the pros and cons are to self-publishing versus traditional publishing? Now, some people do self-publishing without getting their books edited first, and that's mm-hmm. a bad trend. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs an editor, and I'm not saying that just because I do editing. I mean, I do do editing, but even if I didn't, uh, you need a, an editor to go over your book and not just your cousin who teaches second grade. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, oh, well, my, my cousin's a teacher, or my neighbor's a teacher, or my sister's a teacher, and she looked the book over, so it's all right. No, wrong. Uh, a second grade teacher is not an editor. She really isn't, or he really isn't. And... Uh, you need a professional editor. It doesn't have to be me. There's lots of other editors out there. Mm-hmm. But you need a professional editor to go over your book. And I do see where people are skipping that step and going, either going right to publishing without getting the book edited at all or getting mm-hmm. it edited by their cousin, the second grade teacher. <laughs> and uh, that that's a bad trend. That's a bad mm-hmm. trend. Okay. Now, what advice would you like to offer listeners? Well, if writing is your dream, follow your dream. If you're getting rejected all the time, that doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad writer. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of reasons for... Now, maybe you are a bad writer. I'm not (laughs) saying that. I don't know. I haven't read your book. 
but there are plenty of reasons for a book getting rejected besides quality. One of these is if the publisher has recently published the book on the same topic, they may not want to bring out two similar books. Another reason is, on the other hand, that you've uh, misdirected your book and sent it to a publisher that doesn't work in that category at all. Most publishers don't publish in, into every category. There are just a few generalists that do. Source book comes to mind. But um, most publishers have certain categories that they publish into. And uh, if you send your book to a publisher, if you say you, for example, you have a book on World War II and you send it to a publisher who doesn't do history or mm -hmm. war books or anything that the book would fall into the category of, then you're, you're misdirecting your book, you're wasting your time, and you're not going to get it published. It's not, uh, it's not a, a, a comment on your quality of your writing, it's a comment on the quality of your targeting. And it doesn't say that the book is bad, it doesn't say that your writing is bad, it says your targeting is bad. But that's, so that's one reason. And then another reason that a book may get rejected is because a publisher has filled their quota. They mm. publish only so many books per season and they may have filled their quota for the coming season and they're not acquiring yet for the next mm. season. And so they reject or decline to use the industry word. They decline your book for reasons having nothing to do with the quality of your book. So the fact that you keep getting rejected may be a, uh, an indictment of your book's uh, writing, but it may also have nothing to do with the quality of your writing at all and be for other reasons entirely. Okay, well, thank you for that. Now, you have written over 100 books and you, you stated that you write for different genres. Is there one particular genre you write for the most, though? No. Um, I write motivational, inspirational. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had a bunch of those. I've had a bunch of cookbooks. I've had a bunch of children's picture books. Mm -hmm. um, no, I, I, I don't. I think those are probably the three that I've written the most of. But okay. I, I don't know that I have really one. No, I, I would say not. Okay. Do you have a preference? Or it sounds like you just love writing, but do you have a preference though? Oh, I do love writing. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoy the motivational, inspirational, and I mm -hmm. enjoy the cookbooks, and I enjoy the children's picture books. So I would say probably those are my three faves, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I enjoy other books too. I've written books on divorce, and uh, both for, for adults and for kids, mm -hmm. and um I I don't know. I'm kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And is in regards to your your speaking, what sort of topics do you speak on at your events? 
I've spoken on divorce mm-hmm. and I've spoken primarily on writing uh, our, for audiences of writers or would-be writers. Um, I've spoken on writing. I've spoken on whether e-publishing or traditional publishing or self-publishing is best for you. I've spoken on, well, on various topics relating to writing. Um, mm-hmm. I think those are basically it, divorce and, and writing. Okay. Now, you told me that you have another podcast that you're hosting for in the spotlight. Can you tell us what that's about and your guests? Can you talk to us about in the spotlight? It's a general interest uh, program Mm -hmm. um, with an emphasis on authors, but it's not entirely authors. We have a broad spectrum of of, uh, guests. The show is not mine. It it is it is the property of Crimson Cloak Publishing, which mm. is one of the publishers that publishes my books. And Crimson Cloak has this had this podcast called In the Spotlight, and the publisher at Crimson Cloak was uh, hosting the the podcast herself, and she asked me if I would take it over a few times when she was unable to uh, host the show and she liked what I was doing and her schedule got crowded and I was having a better, uh, better luck at finding guests than she was. Mm. And so she asked me to take it over permanently or for as long as I wanted to. And I've been hosting it ever since. I just recently uh, canceled another show, another podcast of my own. This one was literally my show. She sponsored it. Crimson Cloak sponsored it. Hmm. But the show was mine. And that was called Younger Every Day. And that was a follow-on to a TV show that I had done locally. Same title, Younger Every Day. The tagline was the show that helps you look, act, and feel younger no matter what your driver's license says. <laughs> and I think that pretty much describes what the show's content was. And for various reasons, I canceled the show just two days ago. Well, it won't be two days ago by the time this airs, but <laughs> two days ago from when we're, we're recording it now. Mm-hmm. And um, the show, uh, the 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 TV show was broadcast locally in here in South Florida. The podcast, mm-hmm. of course, went all over because mm-hmm. it, because that's what podcasts do. But uh, for various reasons, I canceled it. So now I'm just doing one podcast in the spotlight. And that's uh, on Spreaker, and mm. um, it's it's a uh, as I said, we, it's a general interest show with an emphasis on authors, but with all kinds of other interesting guests too. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Now, would you like to add anything before I do our quote of the week? Well, I, I'd like to add where people can get a hold of me. I am available to do freelance writing and freelance editing. And if you have a book that you'd like to have edited before you send it off to a publisher or self-publish it, uh, and, and when you send it off to a traditional publisher, you still want to have it edited because I know that, of course, traditional publishers do edit books, but if you want a good shot at getting it published, you want to give it to a publisher whose editor will have the least amount of work to do mm. on the book, and that increases your chances of acceptance. And so you still mm. want to have your book edited, even if you're not self-publishing, and people can get a hold of me. May I give the information of how they can get a hold of me? It's Cynthia at Cynthia MacGregor, and that's MacGregor, M-A-C. It's M-A-C-G-R-E-G-O-R. Cynthia at CynthiaMacGregor.com. And if you want to find out more about me, my website, which I believe you gave at the top of the show, is www.cynthiamacgregor.com. And you can find out more about my books and everything else there. All right, excellent. So the quote of the week comes from Confucius. Confucius says, it does not matter how slowly you go as long as you do not stop. Good. Yes, ma'am. All right, so that completes all my questions I have for you, and they have your contact information. And I do thank you for joining me today, Miss Cynthia. I thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Shalanda Says. Remember to send your questions to shalanda at tookswaterguidance.com. Shalanda at TooksWildTheGuidance.com to have them answered by myself and an expert guest. And don't forget to subscribe and share. And as always, have a productive day.